Good evening. You are listening to Kootenai Co-op Radio, CGLY 93.5 FM in Nelson. We are broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral homelands of the Sinaiics people. And we're very grateful to be here as settlers on this land, broadcasting the queer words tonight. Wow, lovely. You know what else is going on? New Year's day there's a polar bear swim happening like that already uh this lovely radio station that you're listening to is one of the sponsors you should come out and check it out and watch some of your are we called vjs no what are we called radio programmers hosts hosts radio programmers and hosts get cold in the cold cold water i will do it if someone makes a pledge for a thousand dollars to this radio station It'll be my first time doing the polar bear swim, but I'll do it for $1,000. So if you want more information about that, you can, I think, go to the CJLY website. Mm-hmm. So if you're now tuning in to us, you're tuning in to Query, Query with Mass. Morgan. Axel. And Shaz. That's right, listeners. Today we have a special guest in studio with us. It's Morgan. Yay. We're so glad to have Morgan Hi. here. Hi, Morgan. So, are you from Nelson? No, I actually, I was born in Kelowna, and I, but I didn't really live there. I grew up my whole life in Kamloops, and I started coming to Nelson to see the one and only hormone doctor at the time, um, and eventually decided to move here. How long ago was that? That was about 2009. Okay. So, 10 years ago, yeah. Wow. Nice. It's a great place to live. Do you got a question for Morgan? I do have a question. I'm wondering, when you were a child, what is something you really loved doing? I really loved um, acting. I really loved, um, you know, playing a character and putting on a costume and playing a role. And I lived to perform. I would put on shows for my family um, and my classmates and my friends. Did you have any favorite characters or roles that you like to play? Yeah, you know, a favorite one that still comes up a lot for me is the Wicked Witch of the West from uh, the famous Wizard of Oz. I would put a cape around my waist and ride a bicycle and sing the song, and I would take the cape and whip it up around my neck and transform into the Wicked Witch. Wow. And that was my That's favorite. That's brilliant. Character. I love it. That's a great character. I feel so, like the listeners have just learned a lot about you. <laughs> wonderful questions. Well, the second question was, was much more in-depth. So do you have a question for us? Why do you do this show? Ooh, yeah, why do we do this show, Axel? Well, we like our voices or something, maybe? I don't oh. know. No. Hold on a Actually. second. We like our voices. Have you heard the radio show, Start to Finish? Yes. <gasps> nice. I have listened to several episodes. Only several? I, I listen to it religiously. Um. Yeah, it is definitely a challenge to start getting used to hearing your own voice back. I hate it. It's challenging. Yeah, I struggle. Especially with just how much I say um. You don't realize that in casual conversation. Maybe I don't say it that much in casual conversation, but I say it a lot in Radioland. 
I think because um, we try not to have uh, dead air, so you you naturally want to create this um or a sound effect to fill that space because you want that continuous uh, speaking to go on. Maybe we should just put some chill jazz music in the back so there's never any silence in our show. You know, I think it happens in everyday speech. My mother was just here for a little mini Christmas and we were out at dinner or something. I, I forget what, 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 what I said M during conversation. And she was like, what, what is that? Why do you say that? Your brother says that too. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even know. She says, it's very English. M, um. M. She hates it's it. It's only when you record <laughs> yourself that you pick up on these things. But though that's not the only reason we have a radio show because we could just be recording ourselves speaking and not broadcasting it to the world and also not calling it queer talk radio, which we do. Right. You would just what, be listening to it at home. One of the biggest reasons, and I've been, it's over the past few weeks, I've really realized how much uh, it's, uh, it's been a reason is the social dialogue that comes out of our radio show. Like I've, I've, uh, I've had some very interesting uh, conversations around the Women's Center and around uh, even the land acknowledgement was a very, very heated, in-depth conversation uh, about. And it's great because listening to a radio show and having a conversation about it, it, it gives you that space to have those kinds of dialogues. So that's one of the reasons why I like to do the radio show and also to get dates, but I haven't gotten any yet. I like making my friends laugh and I've gotten some feedback that our last episode in particular had some good moments that gave people a chuckle and made them smile. So that's really the aim is just to connect people and make them happy so and make them think. Laugh, learn and love. That's why we do this radio show. So how was your week? By the way, oh, before I ask you about your week, let me tell you about my day today. So I basically woke up this morning and watched Hot Shots, which is a show on YouTube where um, and he's, he's interviewed like 150 or something people. But there's a row of uh, chicken wings, either regular chicken wings or vegetarian chicken wings. And then uh, hotter and hotter and hotter hot sauce. And oh, like God. famous people get interviewed. And you're, see you're seeing them like eating. Oh, this is okay. This is okay. Some good, good questions. Easy questions. And then by about the eight, seventh, um, seventh or eighth uh, wing, it's like hot. And you see them like crying and sweating. That's cruel. I was laughing so loud. It was brilliant. The, uh, the opening for this latest uh, episode was... Uh, Gordon Ramsay. And at one point in time, he's like, my ass is on fire. <laughs> and I'm oh, like no. thinking he just ate it. Is it going through that British guy's uh, stomach so quickly that it, <laughs> it was quite funny? And or then is that to... just what they say for face over there? Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or is that just his face? I don't know. <laughs> so that was my day today. And this is the first time I've left the house all day. Oh, wow. Would you go on that show? Would you do the Hot Shots Challenge? Well, I'm thinking for Valentine's Day, we do a matchmaker radio show. Uh, and we do it with, like, interviewing people. And they have, like, four hot, four wings very uh, increasing in uh, heatness. And I'm, I'll interview them. Uh, dating questions while they get progressively hotter and hotter. What do you think of that? You could feature local hot sauce. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Do we have local hot sauce? There's absolutely local hot sauce. Nice. Well, we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, what is that hot sauce called? There's the Zozo. Zozo. Zozo's hot is sauce. local? Yes. And just newly, there's uh, Rosie Delight's, uh, what is it called? I haven't had it. Um, anyway, yeah, there's absolutely local hot sauce. Nice. So back had. to back to the question. How was your week? What did you guys do this week? Well, it was a work week for me. However, the Women's Center is now closed for the next two weeks. So I get to breathe a sigh of relief and take a little bit of a break but we had our solstice party on thursday which was a lot of fun and i have been celebrating solstice pretty much every day since then um yesterday had a nice solstice time with the family today also had continued solstice and i just came from our kind of solstice seafood dinner that we have every year a solstice seafood dinner Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's an s and a c that's very close together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was yours? It was pretty good. You know, it was a work week and it's uh, you know, retail at Christmas time. Oh, so super oh, busy. It's 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 you know, getting uh, getting to the last minute. So before we got on the show, I knew exactly what the highlight of your week was. Oh, do you? Yeah. It ended up being the Thursday night, right? What happened on Thursday? Oh, well, I, I, you know, there actually were several highlights to my week. Oh, okay. Um, so Thursday night was the Beers for Queers at Torchlight. And um, I got there early, so I had a head start on drinking. Um, and it just got more fun. And uh, as the night went on, I uh, decided to go home with two friends of mine for a kinky three-way. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's a good Thursday night. At it was, Beers it for was a great Thursday night at Beers for Queers. So if you've never heard of Beers for Queers, it happens the third, third second Thursday? Third, third Thursday. Would have been the third, yeah. Third Thursday of every month down at... Torchlight Brewing Company. Yeah, seven o'clock onwards, eight o'clock onwards. My eight excuse. o'clock onwards. And Don't go there an hour early because if you show up at five thirty, you'll be drunk when everyone gets there. <laughs> I <laughs> think it's a really good turnout. Sorry, uh, I've been to it a couple times and always been kind of like, how queer is this event? And is it publicized? And who knows about it? And do they have any sort of way of letting people know that's what's happening? Uh, because yeah, I don't know. They do now. Uh, it's a show called Query. So we'll I think see you the best the way one. to make it known is to be there and be queer as F. Can I swear on this show? Yep, that's why we're at this time of the night. <laughs> Are there any other announcements going on? I didn't you know finish telling you about my week. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh my go god. On, go oh. On. So it's also my br- my birthday was the 21st. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. So I went out with a bunch of friends to the librarian and it was so fun. I heard it was good. Yes, honey. I wore sequins and just vogued all over the place like it was my floor. And so did all my friends and it was so fun. Sounds like it was your floor. It always is. <laughs> oh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, do you have any announcements? No. Other than living life and loving life? 
my announcement is that there is a eclipse in Capricorn on the 25th. Prepare like in, yourself. Oh, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But we can get to this more later. I have a couple of announcements. Uh, there's a pride meeting happening on January 2nd at Touchstones. Uh, it's at 6.30 uh, till about 8. And that's where we're going to continue planning for some of our events in this 2020 year. Uh, the other announcement is uh, there's a peak pride, which is going to be happening at Red Mountain, uh, Thursday, January 2nd to Sunday, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th to the 6th. So uh hope to see you there. I'll be there all weekend. That's my like holiday. Uh, for what sort of things are going on? Do you know? Uh, they're finally work. They're launching the events uh, tonight. So or tomorrow morning. So I'm not quite sure. But if knowing the format that they have at the various other hills, this will be their fourth hill that they're doing it at. Uh, there's going to be a drag show, a mm. meet and greet. Uh, on Sunday, there'll be a brunch, there'll be skiing, and a dance party. So yeah, I hope to see all of you there. And if you run into me, say, I listen to you on the radio show, and we'll love you forever. Any other any other announcements? No? No, 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 okay. I've got a great song to get us in the mood for the next segment. It's called Gooey. By glass animals. Does it need to be cute to the beginning? <laughs> Gooey. let you know that if you are a nonprofit or charitable organization or are putting on a fundraiser for a charitable cause of some kind, you may qualify for a public service announcement on Kootenai Co-op Radio. Messages of 100 words or less should contain a short description of the event along with the time, place, and cost. Give a contact name and number where interested parties can get more information. Email your message to psa at KootenyCoopRadio.com. It takes a little time to get the message on the air, so send your request in at least a week or two before the event. If you're now tuning, if you're now tuning in, you're tuning in to Query, the gayest hour on Kootenay Co-op Radio. Speaking of gay, let's talk about the holidays, as you say. It is. It is the holiday season. What makes it so gay? Um, the we festivities, do. The gay Holly, apparel. The jingle bells. Glitter. Sparkles. Glitter. Eggnog. <laughs> so what does... Holiday, the holiday season is an interesting one. Like, for myself, I've, I've never grown up. Not never grown up. Uh, <laughs> I've never celebrated uh, Christmas. So, like, the other day I had to look up the exact date because I always get it confused with the 24th and the 25th. And, yeah, so, and I never really celebrate it. So, it's an interesting, like, time of year for myself Um, because I like, 
what I do is I like like seamlessly interjecting myself into my friends' families. Um, oh, you're having turkey dinner on mm. thanks oh, not Thanksgiving, see, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Oh, that's nice. I haven't had turkey all year. My family blink, doesn't blink, blink. do Christmas. Yours either? No, I'm just being you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah my family doesn't oh. do Christmas. Poor Shams. So tell me about Christmas. What does Christmas mean to you? You know, um, not really a whole lot, I guess. But it's this special time where everyone gets together and wears ugly sweaters and sparkles and eat food and give presents and that's great and you know when i was a kid my grandparents would bring over they had like newspapers that they had saved for probably like 40 years i swear they were these yellow old newspapers that had printed in them christmas carols that we would all sit around and sing and it was the most lovely magical thing with the huge tree covered in lights and with, with a star on you know and all, all the weird little quirky uh, ornaments that have been collected for years those are the things that i remember about christmas as a kid you know what i feel like christmas really is a holiday for kids and lately this year for the first time i got myself a christmas tree and I got myself some Christmas lights and I made myself a little Christmas. And I actually had my mom come visit me for a couple days and we Ooh. had a little mini Christmas. And to, to me, it's like, you know, I, I've never had a reason to do it because I, I don't have kids. I've, I'm not like, you know, I'm not living with a family. So I didn't have a reason for Christmas. But then I think my inner child wants to sing Christmas carols. Oh, yeah. And Any I could do Christmas carols. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz oh. Navidad. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Boney Feliz. M Christmas album. <gasps> Best ever. That is got to be your soundtrack. There was a Christmas. rumor going around that there was gonna they were going to do another one. But I think that might just be a rumor in my dreams. Yeah, uh, the the one the guy with all the dance moves. He's no longer with us. I think is that. Oh, true? okay. Um, so what do you do on Christmas? Well, I mean, uh, I the hang day. out with my family. Okay. I Christmas is not a big deal to me. <laughs> um, I much prefer celebrating winter solstice. But uh, when I was a kid, my parents are separated, so. We would celebrate Christmas with my dad and winter solstice with my mom. So it was kind of a time to just hang out and be in my dad's tiny apartment. And he would try to make traditional Christmassy food like a turkey and mashed potatoes and um, cranberry sauce and gravy and such things. And it was really sweet. And yeah, I think the pressure of gift giving has always really got to me like from childhood to now well actually now I'm in a place where I'm like I don't really care and people in my life kind of I think know this about me that I'm not going to buy them a gift at this particular time for this particular reason because it's a lot of pressure and just feels not so great to have a whole list of people to get gifts for this I one, you just give them a phone call mm. oh yeah or a text message yep. even easier <laughs> We, the gift is my presence. We sometimes talk about 
the love languages. And for gifts for me is always like <clears throat> making something. Yes. Either a phone call or, or just like making something for someone. I love handmade cards. Yeah. Those are always fun to get. Yeah. I am a knitter, so I have had times of making people things in that way or like doing some needlework for friends and fam to appreciate them. But at this point, I'm kind of like, eh. Last year, I gave people massages because I had done a course in massage therapy. So I was like, well, this is a thing I could do. People like it. So this year, I have no plans. Spoilers to anyone who is expecting anything from me. Don't. How about you, Morgan? What do you do over the Christmas on Christmas. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. I um you know, I, I like to spend time with my close people, but I also you know, I really love midnight mass. If you ever get a chance to go to a Catholic church on Christmas Eve, what it's is midnight so mass? worth it. It's like the super elaborate drag show put on by a Catholic priest. It's great. <sighs> they just like they they're all dressed up in their absolute finest, and there's all this you know, pomp and procedure, and there's you know oh, incense I love Father and Neil chanting. Here at the church and, too. <gasps> Let's go. You have to stand up and sit down, and all the little old ladies are drunk because it's late on Christmas Eve, and it's really it's a magical time, especially if you yourself are also drunk and dressed up. You know, I mean, in your Sunday best, whatever that looks like. It's, it's, it's just, it's a magical time. And it starts at midnight? Um, it You know, it tends to vary. I think the one that I was going to in Kamloops was like 10 o'clock or something like that. Oh, that's misleading. It, it, but, well, it's long, girl. It's long. Oh, is it's it? It's a long, long Like procedure. three hours? Like Oh, yes. It's very... Longer than the new Star Wars movie? Which, I don't know, how long is that movie? Too long. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a whole big thing. It's a long thing. Like, you, you know, you're, that's why the, you got to be drunk to go because you're locked in. <laughs> you're you know? locked in. Like, you can't leave. Like, if you start to leave, people just look at you and say, oh, no, oh, I was just grabbing some holy water. I'm going back. <laughs> I was parched. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is interesting like it's a time of year when people drink a lot i find at least yeah. for myself for my family i mean my family this morning like popped some bubbly sparkling wine and had mimosas before 11 o'clock and i don't really do that any other time of year you know yeah yeah that's true well other that, than pride that goes back to the the roman pagan origins of mm, christmas traditions more. Uh, Saturnalia was this whole festival of partying and gift giving and decorating your house with lights and it happened right now this exact time of year and they had their own god that was born on December 25th which was the sun which of course the sun comes back on December 25th so yeah you know when when uh, Rome converted to Christianity you could bring people along for a new tradition, but you couldn't take away partying and drinking and stuffing your face. So we kept right, it. Especially on the, the longest nights of the year. You got to do something to get you out of bed or else you'll spend all day lying in bed watching YouTube videos of hot shots. Eating chocolate the shape of Santa Claus. Um, or Chocolate Jesus, which is one of my favorite songs, <laughs> by the way. 
So here's a here's a because we have a queer radio show, we were talking about like how queer people, how gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, two spirited people, uh, experience uh, Christmas or the holiday season, and um, I find that it's we because we have because we have this kind of this idea of of, of a split between like given family and chosen family. And also because uh, most most current day religions have excluded queer people, uh, our journey through religion and holiday seasons have been uh, different and difficult. Mm-hmm. How do you guys? How do you navigate that? Well. It- I'm just going to jump. You know, for me, all the traditions that make it Christmas actually aren't Christian and they don't actually come from the Bible or any kind of religious place. They're like older pagan things that we just hung on to. So for me, I'm like, you know, Christmas solstice, it's kind of the same. And like, we just call it Christmas because that's like culturally what we do. Um, I don't feel like it's a very, like, you know, dogmatically religious time. Not as much as Easter, anyway. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, like, really, Christmas, to me, is just about drinking and presents and stuff in your face. And I think as society, we've needed that, because it is the shortest days of the year. Uh, it's easy to become hermits and isolated and sleep yeah. all day. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to sleep all day, might as well party all night like they do during Christmas. Right? It's true. Yeah, we kind of need each other at this time of year when things are really dark and beginning to get light again. But in the meantime, you know, how many hours of daylight do we really have? Like eight? Four? In Nelson? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's been especially misty and dark the past couple of days, too. It felt hasn't felt like daytime at all it's like this half time which i mean i'm kind of into but i'm curious shaz what your experience of not celebrating christmas is like and whether that's how that's been difficult or if there's any ways that you like to celebrate other things that's a very good question Uh, i remember that when we when we immigrated to canada and we were my family was experiencing uh, the hol- the Christmas holidays and the, all this gift giving, we all felt my my oldest sister, who's about fourteen years older than me, and uh, my brother and myself felt that we were missing out, and we needed to figure out some way of having a gift giving uh, time. So we decided to well, my sister decided to do gifts uh, for New Year's, and that went on for a little while. But the, we realized like, what's the point in this? So we never really gave gifts and such. And because both my brother and my sister were in uh, interracial relationships, um, they ended up spending that time with their other partners and their families. So it was interesting to see how uh, how uh, my immigrant family uh, appropriated Christmas. And uh, my parents don't do anything because... Sometimes they might go see my brother or my sister, but because they have their own um, families, uh, families that they have to go do those events with, uh, my parents don't usually go to celebrate the holidays, 
celebrate Christmas with their two children's families. So it was a super interesting kind of way we navigated that whole Christmas process. Like when you were a kid looking in on Christmas, were you looking at the nativity scene or like a Christmas story? You know, that movie with the kid, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. You know that one? Neither oh, it's of a classic. Those. Neither of those because See, I that's didn't... because you missed out on Christmas. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the whole storylines behind Christmas too, and all of the movies and the like, the that shared experience of Christmas time. Yeah. Other than the fact that there's always good food, always chocolate, and always someone else's house to go to. Turkey dinner. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my sisters the other day about Santa Claus and the mythology surrounding Santa and this, you know, magical man who comes down your chimney and leaves you presents and does this for all of the children everywhere. And the timelines at which, as children, we kind of put together that this was illogical slash a little bit too much for us to put stock in. And we were talking about how we feel about telling kids that Santa Claus exists and perpetuating this myth when kids are asking because, yeah, I don't know. How How do do you you feel about it? I am not really into the way that Santa Claus gets used to manipulate children into behaving Mm. well. Um, as this, well, you have to be nice or else Santa won't get you any presents or like make sure that you're kind to people because then Santa will bring you lots of gifts. It's like we shouldn't be teaching children that morality is about attaining presents or being positively reinforced with material goods, you know? I I have a problem with that. I had a, a brilliant question for you. So if you can create a gay myth that replaces Santa Claus, that's someone who is non-gendered, non-sexual, all of the things that the whole uh, queer collective is, what would they look like? What would they do? Would they give gifts? Well, I really like elves. I think elves as a magical force are very intriguing. And maybe queer. I think a snow angel is non-gendered. Could be a good um, Christmas. Okay, so about the Santa thing, though, like, what if you taught your kids that Santa was, like, a spirit that you could kind of be a part of and, like, this kind of, like, not really, like, a real person kind of thing? Like, would that... I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with the idea of encouraging imagination and encouraging a belief in magic i think that's really important yeah i think the magic that we're the stories that we're telling matter and i'm not sure i feel personally invested in the story of santa claus well but also because santa claus is a wizard Right, like, mm-hmm. like you know, like he's from where the North Pole and has reindeer, and he wears red and white. He's a Laplander shaman. He's a wizard from like you know Northern Europe. So, yeah, uh, 
you know, he's like, I don't know, like he flies through the sky. It's, it's amazing. It's and I think that's one thing. But then buying your your child gifts and then signing them from Santa Claus and like perpetuating this whole story but by like leaving out cookies. They can do it too. They can give gifts from Santa too. Oh, I like this. And it's just like the spirit of giving is this wizard that you invoke at this time. It's, it's, I can get behind that for sure. Yeah. It's also super interesting that you say the story of Santa Claus. Uh, Facebook over the past few days has really brought up uh, how the winter solstice is a time for uh, starting to tell stories and sharing those stories mm. and of coming together. And maybe that whole idea of Santa Claus was the... Um, was the general way of sharing a one story about how to give that then exploded into consumerism. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Santa can stay. (laughs) Santa can stay. Especially if there's reindeer flying around and potentially we can befriend them. What about Rudy the red-nosed they-deer? Ooh, (laughs) had a very shiny nose. (laughs) And do you know where uh, they lived? In the North Pole. I suppose. Which is where the second, well, the second uh, song that we're about to listen to doesn't live in the North Pole, but lives close to the North Pole on the Canadian side of the North Pole. We're now going to listen to a song called Letters to Myself by Shauna Satinen. Welcome back. Uh, you're tuning into Query for the last portion of our show. So let's recap what our year was like. 2019, 2019. What were some of the highlights of your year this year, um, Morgan? Uh, well, I moved from Winlaw to Nelson. That's a that's a big thing. So now I'm a townie, which means I'm out all the time and looking for people to go out on the town with. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. How about you, Axel? <laughs> I I don't even know. Um, this year feels like a blur, a little bit. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was a little blurry, hey? Uh, what was one highlight that we shared? Going to gay camp? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking that. I was like, Camp Out 2019 was definitely a highlight. I had a very close love come visit me from England. That was pretty sweet. And had a pretty magical summer overall, I would say. Which seems very far away in these cold, cold days and nights but it was summer once and it was nice oh and i i also got to do like a lot of circus stuff and i performed at market fest i did my first like public circus performance so that was pretty exciting wow what performance i performed aerial hoop (gasps) yeah that's so scary Mm. aerial hoop that's funny it reminds me of a story so when i was working in uh 
in Abbotsford, uh, there was this uh, teacher, I worked in a high school, and he was a sub-teacher uh, that I kind of knew, but he was subbing for like three months, and every day after school, I'd go and hang out with him and talk to him, and uh, we'd talk for like a good hour, and then finally, before I knew his contract was ending, I uh, borrowed a friend's typewriter, and... Uh, typed up a little note for him and then gave him a dozen roses and left it on his desk. Oh, my God. I got a date to the circus for that. Wow. Dozen roses, date to Cirque du Soleil. What more can you ask for? That was it. That's as far as it went, unfortunately. Wait, when was this? But he did uh, He did. Yeah, when, when did you have a typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> I have a typewriter. Like seven years ago. Okay. Seven or eight years ago, so... But sorry, I divert. I divest. Yeah, tell us about your 2019, Chaz. Well, I had a very um, fun-filled, interesting 2019. So for most of 2019, I lived here in Nelson. So I got to experience what summer is like here, which is insane. I need to budget for summer here in Nelson. That's what I need to do. What are you spending your money on? A good time. Festivals. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Shambhala as a uh, as a community, like they do a community tour on Fridays and Saturdays, and it was so funny because it was a busload of like older people, like in their sixties <laughs> and seventies, and like, we were come like, "Come look at the zoo animals!" Yeah! Kind of thing. Oh my god! And so we were totally like, they're like those two people, those four people are totally going to ditch the tour and go party for free, and so they, we were surrounded the whole time as we were going to the this tour and then at the end of it before everyone got on the bus we totally um ditched the tour and party uh, the rest of the night uh, <laughs> that was a that was a highlight oh my gosh uh, you sure you want to admit to that on the radio uh too late because <laughs> you can't do it again next year they're gonna be watching out for you i know next year i'll buy that's a ticket. the great thing about radio they don't know what you look like it's true Unless they Google it. Well, I can tell you this. I look like how I sound. <laughs> Speaking of holidays, I was on uh, Grindr uh, earlier today. You know what Grindr is. We all know what Grindr is. We talk about Grindr just as much as we talk about Tinder. Which, funny enough, Grindr was the original Tinder. Um, the gays had it first. And then it was so good that they had to share it. Uh, From a grind to a tinned. <laughs> I know it was. It's like doubled in population here over the holiday season. Grinder has, yeah. Oh, because people come home to see their family, mm-hmm. visiting family. Oh. Are you getting dates out of this app as you check it right now on your phone? Uh, I'm not actually checking uh, the Grinder app. I'm checking um, an article that came out a oh, little while ago. Oh, oh, an article. And the article was about. Um, the whole idea of like grinder and 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 apps uh for the specifically gay community because i don't know about the various other levels of the community but how like um uh homophobic internally homophobic these uh people can be on those shows and uh so twitter um there was this uh, article that came out about twitter and how they took a, a bunch of men put them in a room and they asked them like uh what is your what's your preference? And um, most of them said, I, "Oh, I prefer masculine men." Um, right. And then they're asked why they prefer those masculine men, and it was an interesting like uh, conversation about how like 
the whole idea or word masculine totally creates this void of internalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. So it was a super interesting article. So next time you're on Grinder, see who says I'm only into masculine men and kind of question why is that? I actually don't have I don't have Grinder. I mean, I think it's just only for gay men, right? Yeah. Well, so, I'm, I'm I'm not talking to you. I'm talking oh, to the audience well. that's listening to us. But is there such a thing for like queer in general? Like, is there such a there should be? I think there are. It's just a matter of whether they're popular and if there's enough people using them in right. a small like town you, to like make you it Right, you sign up for it and then worthwhile. you get no likes ever and it just and dies you're just on like the just like the only person yeah. on it because no one knows it exists. I think those those apps exist. There's, there's definitely there's, apps for like queer women. Um, yeah. Yeah, but again, it's like... And it's also interesting with some of those apps too. Uh, I, I mostly use Grindr and another one called Scruff. And, uh, it's for the non-Twinkies. And uh, oh. uh, do I need to define T for term what Twinkies is? Yeah, go is for it. Like for the listeners. extra femphobic? Is that the difference? No. Twink- oh, well, let's start with Twinkies. Okay. So Twinkies are uh, um, low nutritional value and high shelf life. <laughs> Twinkies, right? They're Bunch. also they're uh they're a funny term for um uh skinny young hairless people, hairless slim hairless homos boys. So scruff is completely the opposite. So scruff is like bears and men, muscle queens, men, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's yeah. Like like bears and their significant otters, which is, is interesting because I find that there's a lot more trans guys on Scruff oh. than there is on Grinder, which means that interesting. I, it, it has a more of a, a movement towards a more of a holistic idea of what you were what you're talking about about a queer specific app, right? So that's my two bits. But the bottom line is, look at those. The, look at those. Um, advertisements what are people's profiles and look at the language that they're using and uh question like is that is that positive for our community and how is that one person defining what masculine is to themselves right good point i yeah i wish that there were more better dating apps Mm -hmm. let's just go back to the old school of going on a radio show and Getting interviewed and having someone call in. Or meeting people at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Or in the the pool. Once upon a time, we talked about... the bathhouse. There's no bathhouse in Nelson. No, God, no. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) What what is a bathhouse there, Morgan? Uh, Really? Yeah, well, uh, but it's, it's it's you know it's a it's a like a, a private um, spa pool place where you know sometimes there's private rooms and gay men go there to have anonymous hookups. Sometimes it was not anonymous. I so uh, when I grew up, I grew up in Vancouver, and oh, I used to work. Sometimes it was. Oh, okay. wasn't. Oh, uh, and I used to work at a uh, coffee shop right on Denman Street, Denman and uh, close to Davy, and. Uh, yeah, after work, like if I do a closing shift, and I lived in New Westminster, and so if I'd missed the train, I'd just go sleep at the bathhouse, and I'd like see all the customers come in, so we'd just sit there and talk like nobody's business, and then sleep. 
quote unquote, and then uh, take the Skytrain home the next day. So there was like this other like underlying culture within the that community too that didn't necessarily be around anonymous sex. Right. But there's a big portion of that in it. How did we go from like 2019 highlights to this? Well, have you been to a bathhouse in 2019? Oh, that's a good question. Not this year, no. Uh oh. New Year's resolution. 2020, uh, is it going to happen? Oh, speaking of New Year's resolution, what are your New Year's resolutions? Do you have any? Oh, try to leave my house more. Mm, that's a good one. No, actually, try to stay home more. That's also a good one. <laughs> Do you flip a coin every day? We'll see how it goes day to day. How about yourself, Axel? I want to try and train my sister's dog. Maybe I'll... Oh, I'll... I want to get a dog. Oh. Ooh, that's yeah. my New Year's resolution. Shoot. Um, last night, my sister's dog ate three raw croissants no. from oh my God. the counter. They were like proofing and the dog no. just like jumped up on the counter. And my sister's had this dog for years and she was a rescue from the SPCA, but she's definitely like her behavior has really gotten worse in the last six months. And she will like knock over the garbage can and like strew all the contents across the floor and she'll like steal stuff off the counter and she didn't used to do that when we first got her maybe she was just trying to make it work and trying to be a good new dog to the family but now she's comfortable and she knows that we love her and that we would never get rid of her and she's like i'm gonna just gonna be a bad bad dog now that you're um, committed mm-hmm. but but you can train a dog. I don't think exactly. dogs are bad. Dogs don't know how. Dogs don't know yeah, bad. They I know good, but they don't know bad. That dog knew. That dog saw all the effort and butter that went into preparing those, and was like, "That's for me." Well, and yeah, I think she just needs structure, and this is why I'm kind of like, even though I'm really not a dog person, like really not, I what? still think that. I mean, I don't dislike dogs. I just don't. I'm a dog person person. Like I like dog people and I like dogs at like a certain distance. And that's my new year's resolution. Nice. And so we've got one more minute. Uh, Morgan, do you have one new year's resolution that you'd like to share with us? Um, No, I don't really. I have one that I've been mulling over. Um, I turn 40 this next year and so I'm debating, I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, going from January to my birthday, which is about three months away, and debating, which is so hard, uh, of going uh, sober because of the fact that, you know, oh, we spent all of that time over the holiday season drinking and drinking and drinking. Yeah, that's why you do Lent. Mm, it's not my religion. It's, yeah, just try that one. So uh, to end us off tonight... Uh, Morgan has chosen a wonderful song. Would you like to tell us about the song, please, Morgan? Give us the name of the artist and the name of the song. Okay, it's by Sinead O'Connor, but it's actually an old Irish folk tune kind of thing. And um, it's called uh, Her Mantle So Green. And it's a love story about um, someone coming back from a war. As I went out walking one morning June 